Hey, this is Dave Burgess, and you are listening to The Dave Burgess Show, where we talk education, lifestyle, entrepreneurship, fitness, wellness, principles of success, interview elite performers in their field, and most importantly, cover topics that will empower, inspire, and uplift you. Let's go. Welcome to episode 37 of The Dave Burgess Show. Hey, Did you hear the story about the person who started a single project one day, never faced failure, was wildly successful, and lived happily ever after? Yeah, me neither. It wouldn't be a very good story anyway. Any writer of fiction knows you need some sort of dramatic tension. A story needs to build. The protagonist needs to face twists and turns and overcome adversity. There has to be conflict and resolution. Of course, success in the real world comes the same way. If we're only willing to start projects that have no chance of failure, we are doomed to a life mired in mediocrity and the safe but soul-killing sameness that comes from hiding in our comfort zones. If we're unwilling to embark on endeavors with risky and unclear outcomes, what we're really saying is that we don't intend to start anything of great significance. Attempting great work and living with the risk of failure and rejection are two sides of the same coin. They can't be separated. A few years ago, I blogged about one of my, quote, failures. Dan McDowell, Ruben Hoffman, John Bray, I mean, we we created this idea one summer that we should start a teacher-initiated, teacher-led, teacher-produced blog called West Hills Stories. I was pretty energized by by the idea that we could create a forum for teachers to share their stories about life in and out of the classroom at, at West Hills. The goals that we had were to improve school culture, create a more connected staff, and just provide a space for us to learn a little more about our school and each other. Eventually, we pulled the plug. Why? Well, simple. Lots of people, based on the comments we were receiving, enjoyed reading them but not nearly enough people were willing to write them. I have lots of reasons why. Maybe that's another another podcast episode, but the bottom line, we weren't getting enough people stepping up willing to contribute. Of course, we could keep it alive by just writing the posts ourselves, but that kind of defeated the purpose. Oh, by the way, a little side note, one of the teachers who did step up and contribute posts Dan Tricarico, who would later become a DBC Inc. author three times over with the Zen Teacher, Sanctuaries, and Right Here and Now. Now, these posts, I thought they were awesome. And thanks to those who read them. Um, But I want to be clear. I'm not bitter about what happened. We had no idea if it would work, and we went for it anyway. It was a worthwhile project that produced great work while it lasted. One of the great and rarely discussed secrets of success is learning when to quit. The old cliche, winners never quit and quitters never win, is horribly misguided and false. Learning how to selectively quit projects and tactics that aren't bringing us the results that we want is the only way to free up the time, energy, and psychological space to start new projects that can ultimately lead to to greater success. Now, by the way, if you're interested in learning more about quitting, Seth Godin wrote a whole book on it called The Dip, where he talks about that no matter what new project you start, no matter what new endeavor, business, whatever it might be, 
you're going to face resistance. You're going to hit a stretch where progress seems very slow, or maybe you almost start to even slide back a little, and there's going to be obstacles and challenges. And you have to learn how to discover, when do I push through that to get to the other side? And when do I quit to free up space to do something that will be more productive? And so learning when to quit and when to push through, everything is going to face resistance. So if every time you face resistance, obstacles, and challenges, you just quit, then of course you're not going to reach success. But also you have to make sure that you're not needlessly wasting your time and energy somewhere where it's ultimately not going to serve you. Teachers talk about this all the time where they'll have new, the, the school will put new initiatives together new priorities and load those onto the plate of teachers without ever taking any of the other stuff off. So if you continue to just add new initiatives and new things without intentionally going in and removing some of the stuff that was there before, that's not sustainable. It's not something that you can continue doing over and over again before the workload becomes overwhelming, which is how many teachers feel right now. And so you have to know when to quit. I I talk to people all the time who will say something like this to me, like, oh man, you know, I wish I could do that, but I, I, I'm i involved on this thing on Thursday nights and I have to show up for this, this meeting and like, uh, it's just so draining, but you know, I, and I go, well, well, wait a second. Like, well, why don't you just quit? Why don't you just stop going? If you don't like it, if it's not serving you anymore, like why don't you just stop going? No, well, you know, I don't know. Like I've been, it's like, I'm, I committed to it. It's, well, no, listen, if it no longer serves you, Think about relationships in your life. Think about commitments that you have. Think about projects that you've started. Think about every part of your life. If it no longer serves you, if your time and energy could be better spent somewhere else, maybe it's time to quit. And by the way, when you do quit or when you do fail at something, celebrate the courage it took to start and then reflect on the lessons you learned and ask, what's next? When something succeeds, celebrate the win, reflect on the lessons, and then also ask, what's next? You see, looking at our life's work as a series of projects instead of one long journey provides a profound and useful paradigm shift. A project-based worldview makes failure seem temporary and less significant. If our whole life is wrapped up in everything that we do, of course, we'll be afraid to fail or to make a mistake. Seeing our life's work as a single entity doesn't just make failure seem more painful and therefore tempt us to aim lower. It also negatively impacts us when we experience success. It leads to an attitude of complacency and feelings of having, quotes, arrived. So adopting that project paradigm means that whether you fail or succeed in any particular endeavor, the response should always be the same. What's next? And by the way, if quitting your way to success seems a little harsh and extreme, another way to do it is to learn how to say no. Sometimes protecting your time and your energy on the front end, setting up boundaries around your time and your energy is a way to success. Paul Coelho put it this way, when you say yes to others, make sure you're not saying no to yourself. And Brene Brown said, saying no is a form of self-care. It allows you to prioritize your time and your energy. 
So why do we feel so guilty saying no? Someone asks us to do something. Someone asks us to commit to something. And if, again, if we don't feel that it's going to serve us, you don't No is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain your no. You don't have to apologize for your no. I love how Stephen Covey put it. Stephen Covey said, you have to decide what your highest priorities are and have the courage to pleasantly, smilingly, and non-apologetically say no to other things. And the way to do that is by having a bigger yes burning inside. And so learning how to quit, learning how to say no, These are essential steps to having successful projects, to having successful businesses, successful relationships. Everything in your life can be improved by selectively quitting and selectively saying no. Derek Sivers, he wrote a whole book on this one quote, basically. And uh, it's one of my favorites. It says, if I'm not saying hell yeah to something, then I say no. That's a pretty great, great way to go through life. So whenever someone is trying to take up some of your time, offers you an opportunity, think to yourself, all right, well, now when I think about this, am I thinking to myself, hell yeah, I would like to do that. Like, I'm excited about that. Let's go. Because if you're not saying hell yeah, then just say no. And what that will lead to is a calendar. When you look at it, it's filled with hell yes. And by the way, all those no's that you said along the way, that created space for you to be able to take advantage of the hell yes that might be coming down the road. Now, when you first start, you might have to say yes to a whole lot of things that you don't want to do. Like when I first started speaking, I would say yes to everything. Anywhere that they would have me, I said yes. Yes, I'm coming. Yeah, can't Don't have the money? I don't care. I'm coming. I would speak anywhere. I just wanted to get in front of people. I wanted to get exposure. I wanted to put my message in front of audiences. And I knew if I could do that, then I would eventually be able to get more paid things down the road. And so I said yes to everything. So sometimes when you first start, you say yes, 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 yes. Knowing that what that's going to do is ultimately it's going to flip. And you're going to reach that point of success on your journey where you get to start saying yes to only the hell yes. And then that's when you truly made it and you have that calendar that's filled with those hell yes. Tim Ferriss put it this way, saying no to the non-essential frees you to say yes to the truly important. So sometimes the more you say no, the further you go and you can actually quit your way to the top. Thank you so much for listening to The Dave Burgess Show. Let's connect. I am at Burgess Dave on Twitter. My name just flipped around to Burgess Dave. On Instagram, I am DBC underscore INC, and I blog at DaveBurgess.com. Please share your thoughts and comments on social media using the hashtag DaveBurgessShow. It would mean the world to me if you share the show with friends and colleagues, and I would be honored if you left a positive review on whatever platform you listen on. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have a question, a topic, or a guest recommendation for the show, just email me at dave at daveburgess.com, put podcast question in the subject line, and I absolutely cannot wait to join you on the next episode.